Welcome to our Bible class for August the 19th. Please have your Bible ready. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. I will refresh our memory about the context of this passage. We will be reading verses 12 through 16 from the English Standard Version. We want to know what this means, and then we want to know how it applies to us today. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. That's Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. Just before this, earlier in chapter 3, Paul wrote of his experience giving up his old ways to receive what God offers in Jesus Christ. Through the activity of his faith in Christ, Paul gave up his past and became a follower of Jesus Christ, driven by his heart's desire to attain to the resurrection from the dead. So Paul gave up that religious reputation he had before, his standing among the Jews and the Pharisees, to have, by the activity of his faith, what God offers in Jesus Christ. He was baptized into Jesus Christ, became a Christian. Now what? You've left the old life of sin and human religion and vanity. You are now a Christian. Are you finished? Now what? Here's the answer. Not that I have already obtained or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Paul's personal perspective and his teaching were clear and in harmony. Once you become a Christian, not only are you not finished, but now with fresh purpose you press on. And to press on implies three things. One, energy. Think of a race with runners running at full energy toward the finish line, toward the goal. Being a Christian requires moral and spiritual energy, freely supplied by Christ, we access by the activity of our faith, and this energy pushes us on toward the goal. Two, 
Pressing on means you press on in the right direction. Sometimes energy is expended, but in the wrong direction. We use scripture to guide us in the right direction. Three, consistency. You can't press on today and not press on tomorrow, then press on the next day. If we think we can press on one day and then back off for a week and relax a few months and then start again, we have it wrong. The idea of pressing on demands consistently applied energy every day. So this is what you do after you begin your life as a Christian. There is no thought that you are done or that you've obtained everything. You press on. Think of it like this. When you were baptized, you start a way of life. Why start it and then do nothing? Press on. Finish strong. Specifically, when you read the Bible and make adjustments in your attitude and your knowledge, when you worship God with the saints, when you pray, when you speak to people about the Lord, when you resist temptation, when you study the Bible in a class like this, when you treat people right, you are pressing on. You're trying to do better and excel more and more. And here in the letter Paul sent to the Christians in Philippi, there are examples of disciples of Christ who pressed on. Paul pressed on, <clears throat> even with a Roman guard with him around the clock. Timothy pressed on, even when it meant traveling to dangerous places and sacrifice. Epaphroditus pressed on, even during a serious illness. Paul wants the Christians in Philippi to press on, to persevere. Here is the sort of leader who wants to encourage Christians toward depth and maturity, and consistency, and it's summarized in two words, press on. I hope and pray that's what we're doing. And connected with this, there is this rich phraseology. I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Paul had just said, in verse 11, he wanted to attain the resurrection from the dead. He wanted to live so close to Christ, he would be raised to be like him and with him. Here he says, I'm pressing on to have that because Christ Jesus has made me his own. This brings to mind a beautiful, significant truth that when you become a Christian, Christ makes you his own possession. The world doesn't hold you anymore. The devil has no claim. You belong to Christ. And if you belong to Christ, in that reality, there is high motivation to press on every day, to be more and more like him and to attain to the good resurrection from the dead. This is all about growth and spiritual maturity and it stands on this truth, this reality that Christ died for us, purchased us, and we belong to him. Verse 13, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. 
it may seem a little strange to us that the Apostle Paul said, I'm not finished. I haven't made it yet. Here is a man widely respected among God's people. He is a spiritual leader. He is inspired by the Holy Spirit as an apostle, but he wasn't finished. And he didn't want any Christian to consider themselves finished. Of Paul, this was true in two ways. One, he had not attained to the resurrection of the dead, yet he was still alive, not with Christ in the final eternal sense. But also, he did not consider himself to be at some level where he could relax, retire, recline on past achievements. I promise to have more to say about that in my wrap-up. You remember earlier in chapter 3, Paul, uh, Paul, Paul gave his previous religious resume. Among the Pharisees, he was celebrated. He was at the top, couldn't get any higher in Judaism. Now, as a Christian, he had no such idea that he was at the top or that he had obtained or attained or arrived. Judaism had dogmatic, self-righteous levels of attainment. You could reach the top in that religion, and Paul had. Christianity is not about a path of human achievement at some celebrated level above others, where you are praised by men because you're at the top. No, not Christianity. Paul knew he had to forget his past and strain forward to what was ahead, a good life in Christ and attaining to the glorious resurrection. Do you see this passage describes the forward-looking, energetic pressing on that every Christian should recognize and participate in? I want you to listen again verses 12 through 14. We are in Philippians 3. Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, <clears throat> there was no future in Paul's previous religious life, no good future. There is a future for Christians. Progress and blessing in this life and then the glorious resurrection and entrance into heaven that can be ours in Christ. Verses 15 and 16. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. I want us to look at a key word in this section here, mature. <clears throat> look at Look at some different translations. New King James, therefore let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, 
God will reveal even this to you. And then look at the NIV. All of us who are mature should have such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. And then I've read from, and I usually use the ESV, therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. So the word mature stands out. Let's think about what that means. In the King James, the word is perfect. And our problem with that word may be, we see the word and we think of only one thing, sinless. The word doesn't mean that. It really carries the idea of complete. The Greek word Paul used is like our word complete. Every dictionary entry I have that I've consulted about this word has this word, complete. Now, the New Testament teaches we are complete in Christ. When you obeyed the gospel, when you were baptized into Christ, you were completely forgiven of your past sin. You are completely equipped to live right. If you are a genuine, obedient believer in Christ, pressing on from where you are, reaching forward to do better, that's the maturity of this passage. I want to say again, if you are a genuine, obedient believer in Christ, pressing on from where you are, reaching forward to do better every day, that's the maturity of this passage. People who have this maturity are striving to do better. They are dependent on Christ. They want to learn more, do more, overcome temptations, grow and do better. That's the maturity of this passage. One way to see that is to read from 12 down through 15. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Spiritual maturity, active, zealous discipleship, excelling more and more. I need to use the word of God associated with prayer and good influence to determine if I am mature. If you are spiritually mature, it doesn't mean you're finished. It means you're pressing on, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Now, there is another part of this we ought to attend to. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Let me attempt a free-flowing paraphrase. If you think anything else, but what is revealed here, you need to listen to God. If you think maturity is acquired by achievements performed to please men, such as Paul had engaged in previously, you need to listen to God and let him reveal or teach you what maturity is all about. It is about an individual striving to obey Christ at levels that are deeper 
and deeper as time goes along. Maturity is about pressing on, reaching forward. If you think anything else about this subject, you need to listen to God through his word. And you need to do better tomorrow than you did today. Verse 16, only let us hold true to what we have already attained. You have to grow from where you are. Growth is a process of steps from where you are toward where you can and should be. Generally, in spiritual life, there are no lightning bolts or quick leaps ahead. It is graduated process from where you are toward where you can and should be. The NIV, only let us live up to what we have already attained. This statement goes to the very nature of spiritual growth, gradual, living up to where you are, not going backward, reaching greater heights. Don't stop growing. If you fall down, get up. Keep up. Make progress. Everybody in this class, everybody listening to this recording or watching the video should be growing. Don't let your years of experience cause you to think you can now relax. Don't think just because you know a lot of Bible, everything is all right. The familiar military expression applies here. Forward, march. My wrap-ups. One writer said this is about Paul's spiritual ambition. Well, we don't like that word ambition because the connotation is competitive or having to do with self-achievement. But if you read this passage we've studied in context, ambition here is about not being satisfied with where you are now. Growth, determination, I can do better, pressing on. There is here a healthy spiritual, I'm going to use the word ambition, that each of us ought to have. The gospel calls us out of sin to serve sin no more, but to actively and sincerely serve Christ, and we never reach a place where we are done. Hopefully, every one of us are better disciples compared to our past. Hopefully, we are determined to grow, to make progress, to excel more and more. Let's do that until we die. Do the best you can from where you are with the ability and opportunity you have, no matter how aggressively Satan attempts to defeat you. Put these words on your refrigerator, better still, in your heart. Finish strong, press on, move forward from the past, and never rest on past accomplishments. Have you ever been around someone and the conversation goes something like this. Let me tell you what I did back in the day. And at that point, you kind of sit back and find a comfortable place because you know you're going to hear it. 
Yes, I built this church and I sacrificed to advance the gospel and I was one of the few good ones and I stood for truth against error and I defeated error and I served people. And you, you just hear this over and he, he goes on and on. Do you hear all that in the past tense? We must never rest on past accomplishments. Press on toward maturity. Go from where you are. Think this way. Live this way. Keep your eye on the prize. And thank you for listening. These Bible studies are brought to you by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, McAllen, Texas. Together with Christ in obedience to him, Let's reach greater heights.